Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, John Worth, I'm here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. We have a guest this week who needs no introduction, but we'll introduce him anyway. It's Rod Laver, one of the great legends of the sport. Jamie Lasanti, I tell you, legend is an overused word. In this case, it really applies literally. This man will be regarded uh, by history. His mythos will be told. Rod Laver, last man to win the Grand Slam, all four majors in one year, and he did it twice. He has 11 majors. Eight of them were in these Grand Slam years. Why is that? It's because he missed more than four years of playing majors when he decided to turn pro. Um, I got to know Mr. Laver. I can't bear myself to. I can't bring myself to call him Rod. I got to know Mr. Laver uh, a bit when we were uh, shooting the, the Barnstormers documentary for Tennis Channel. He is a lovely man, 79 years old. Um, absolutely uh, adored by all, and in part because of that, he is the the eponym. His name is being lent to the Laver Cup, which will be held for the first year, an annual event that uh, Roger Federer and his team are behind. The Laver Cup will be held two weeks after the U.S. Open, September 22nd to 24th in Prague. This event will be broadcast on Tennis Channel. This will pit sort of a Ryder Cup for tennis. It will pit European players against uh, players from the rest of the world. Right now, European players uh, dominating tennis, but um, this—it's uh, an exciting event. I talked to—I uh, talked to Mr. Laver about the Laver Cup, about what it's like to uh, still have such presence in the sport. We did this during Wimbledon. He's—he's a, he's a member, having won the event. So we did this at the the members' enclosure, and the audio is is not great. I think you can hear uh, clanging silverware and and patricians retying their ties and whatnot in the background, but. Uh, Bear with the audio because it's a very nice conversation. Uh, we were happy to sit down with him. Again, lovely man, tennis legend, Rod Laver. 
So let's start. What, what's it like coming here? What's it like coming to, to Wimbledon? What's this like for you? Yeah, Wimbledon, lots, lots of memories. You know, every year it seems like. Uh, came here in first in 1956 as a junior. I was 17 and, and yeah, spent every year up until 63. I was out of here in 63 for the, the pro, pro you know, game. But it was, yeah, it's always a thrill to everything. Everything's different, but the same. I was going to say, is it, is it the same old joint? Or, uh... Everything, yeah, this place is three times the size there. But there was a tennis court here, court two. Right, and that right. used to be the, 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 uh, the court that people would lose their... T- yeah, lose you know, someone that if they were round of 16s or the 32s that should go to the final. Right. Like they lose right here. So it's a, a great, great, great yeah. job. But yeah, the, but the place looks the same. But it, it's amazing how much they've added because the, you know the court, the old court one was right next to the center court. Now of course you've got another beautiful you know center number one court. Now, uh, now people should see this. Now we're behind a cappuccino bar where they, they serve sushi. But uh, same way. What? Where are you? You, you mentioned '63, and, and Roger has talked about this as well. Yeah. Where are you with this? I mean, have, have you? When, when you reflect back on the, that that four or five year window, I mean, at this stage in your your career and your life, how do you reflect on that? You know, I I told myself and my family that. I was after the opportunity to add a contract for 110,000 for three years of competition uh, with Hoden, Rosewall, and Jimeno, Marcos, McKay, Gonzalez, and I, yeah, that was. I had I had to make a choice. Yeah, was I going to stay at Wimbledon? And so I just realised I have to forget that Wimbledon exists. You know, as a player, and the same thing in all the Grand Slams. And I would, you know. I had to gladly accept that I was never going to play here again, and uh, yeah, that was a, that was sort of a tough one to swallow, because I have so many fond memories. Because I think the the thing that you know, I was so in, amazed with that I always played my best tennis on that centre court at Wimbledon. It was it was sort of a, a crazy thing. A lot, so many people fold under it, but for whatever reason, my concentration level got better, and I felt. Yeah, I got to the final of this in 1959, and you know I was 19. That's or right. Yeah, teenager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you know, I, I, I have such fond memories of walking in the court, knowing that I was not nervous, I was wasn't uptight, I didn't care who I was playing. You know, we were going to have a battle. What do, what do you think that was? The, uh, the, yeah, the grass, the occasion. The... No, I think just your concentration level. You know, gets fired up, and you you go into the event, you know, being fit to begin with into the championship, but then when you're here, you know, I think I actually, my concentration level raised, yeah, and so I, you know, yeah, I, 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 I was beaten here, <laughs> so, yeah, but it's always a, it's always a thrill, just the surroundings, you know, it's just immaculate. So, Roger Federer says, I, I want to create a competition, <laughs> And I want to honor Mr. Laver. So why don't we start? I mean, how were you approached? How, how did this, this come to be? How did you even find out there was potentially going to be a Laver Cup? Well, I, I, knew, I knew that Roger wanted to help and try and make sure the amateur world 
is not forgotten. 50 years of open tennis is a good chance that no one will ever know that there was amateur tennis. And the, and the, the Tildens and the Budgers and the Kramers and, but, I mean, uh, Sedgmans, you know, uh, are going to be forgotten. And he didn't want that. And I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but I wasn't privy to putting my name on it. Yes, though I was involved, but then all of a sudden my name popped out as being the Labour Cup. And, you know, I'm just thrilled to no end that I was able to, you know, be awarded this. So, you know, I'm I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not overpowering thinking, oh, God, do I deserve this Labour Cup name? But, yeah, I had a good career, and I think Roger felt that I was the last to turn pro, and my record sort of gave me that, that end. And then they, they came up with the name Labour Cup, yeah. And of course, Tony Godsick, yeah, Rogers, Rogers Major, agent, yeah. his manager, and all the various ones around. And could they pull it off? And uh, they, yeah, found a sponsor that was going to, yeah, put put the funds up. And uh, yeah, for me, I th- I I think it's got good merit. You know, yes, there's the Davis Cup, but you know it's. It, it's it's always country to country, right? And, right. And it, you know, each after the U.S. Open, you know, is over. The next week is Davis Cup week, and people are all over the place. And I think my con- my thoughts of some of that is, why don't they go to one location, and and ten, twelve nations, or they come to a winner, right? And, you know, rather than trying to do it, I know why they do it. Because if you're in Bolivia and you have the U.S. coming down there, it's a big deal, that, right? That, and yeah. the, you know the crowd is right. going to save save that you know that club you know for another year. That that's the format of it. But I think I think the Labour Cups there certainly is under the same idea as the Ryder Cup. And I think looking at how well it's done and and the amount of not the sponsors, but the clientels that go to it, you know, is just amazing. And I, you know, this event of mine, the Labour Cup, is it's going to take a, a lot of years to bring it up to anything like that. But I, I'm just hoping that the the international world in tennis don't knock it. I think you know, it, there's no any reason why they would knock right. it because we're not challenging any dates. And so I think it's for me it's 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 a good opportunity to have a competition that is, you know, Europe, you know, against the rest of the world is is a it's, it's just different. I know that you know you know Federer wants to play doubles with Nadal. Nadal, exactly. You know, and so you know right. it's, it it's sort of a it, it's a whole new life of togetherness, even though they're battled and have some unbelievable matches that they've played. They want to play double. You know, either I think Federer doesn't want to see that forehand topspin. You know, Federer rather have that on my side of the net. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to have him with me. <laughs> the uh, what, what's your? We, we've seen the photo ops, and we obviously he speaks very flatteringly of you. But what, what's your relationship with Roger? People say, no, well, yeah, I don't think it's anything. I think we just. Well, I certainly like Roger, and maybe it happened down in Australia when he won. He won the trophy. You know, the Australian Open, and I presented him with the prize and the, tro- and the, you know, the trophy itself. And, you know, and he, he broke down, but I think he, we didn't know each other that well because he, 
he had been coached by uh, Tony Roach, and okay. Tony would had been talking about me to him, but sort of, but not to all of us. And I think he he sort of had a reput I had a reputation that was way up here somewhere, <laughs> and so he was, you know, just thrilled to be able to receive the the trophy. <laughs> so, what, what about what about now when you guys sit across from each other? Or- Sit next to each other at an event. What, what's the conversation like? Yeah, a lot, yeah, most times it's tennis, but it's a lot of times it's family. You know what everybody is you know, doing in their lives. The, the the twins, the two sets of twins. Yeah, and and you see them one minute they're you know, this size and now they're here. So you know it's 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 thrilling to see them. And yeah, Rogers, yeah, a, a family dad, and just enjoys you know the chance to travel you know, financially it's been it's wonderful for him you know as a plane that he goes wherever he wants with all the bodies you you yeah. had that too right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. no i got my <laughs> this is my level now you see I'm, yeah, she she's looked after me what's it like having these players today who a lot of them were, were you know never saw you play live obviously and some of them were weren't bored and you retired I mean what, what is it like having this level of respect and reverence from these guys today who were born in the 1980s and even 1990s hey I don't know <laughs> but but it, you know it's nice that they they do recognize the past champions and if I'm, I'm in there as one of them I yeah I'm, I'm thrilled that you know today's players do recognize you know the different ones that have passed on other ones yeah everybody's sort of in the same aura, yeah, yeah. A lot of the young players have wouldn't have met, wouldn't have met Federer yet. Right, they've yeah, seen exactly. him, yeah, right, but right. they haven't met him. Right, and, and 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 a lot of times it's hard to meet some of the the players here because you know I I don't go into the dressing rooms where you know you get a chance you could be there, but I feel that's. That's not for that's not for me. I think but, but what it's a it player's like, dressing room. I mean, these these guys know your statistics. They know what years. They know. Oh, you know, sixty-eight he did this, and sixty-nine he did this, and sixty-seven he wasn't. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't playing the events. Well, what, what is know, it like that these guys have such admiration, but also such knowledge of you and your career? Yeah. Well, no, I oh, I'm honored that they recognize you know, us in in the other years. You know, and it's not not necessarily. It's not just me. It's if it's Rosewall and maybe a little of Hode, but no one really knew knew much about Hode. But Emerson and Stolly, you know, we're all we all came along at a good time, and yeah, I I guess like I said, I played my best tennis in the finals, not just here, but when I, you know, when I look good, back good, at myself, good time to play it, and you know, I you know, went to win the Grand Slam in '62, and then again in '69, it was. There was no no plan to do this. I mean, I just entered the tournament, thinking, "Hey, if I if I'm I'm in the tournament, I have a chance." And you know, yeah, yeah, playing uh, with against Tony Roach in 1969 in Australia, and and we're you know, we're about four and a half hours, and you know, one one of the sets is 24-22, and you you know you, but yet you, I'm still not thinking, "Hey, I'm going for the Grand Slam." While you're playing that match, there's nothing to do with it. You know, you're just playing because that's that that's me in competition. I was gonna say you you didn't have necessarily. I remember when Serena 
two years ago was going for it, and it was all the. I mean, it, at the time, mm -hmm. I remember you telling me the story once that it was. Hey, listen, I won all four. That's pretty cool. But you you didn't have the the Grand Slam pressure that uh, a player today would face if they won the first three legs, did you? No. Well, no. I think it. Yeah, I think pressure's pressure's there, but it's just how your body accepts it. You know, a lot of times, you know, your body gets injured, you know, because you're thinking too much about something else, and you're not worrying about your own game. And I think that, yeah, but it's, yeah, the mere fact that I, you know, I was able to be successful in two Grand Slams, yeah, I think I get the feeling a lot of times that Rogers, you know, is plays somewhat similar to to the way his pressure, you know, he, you don't see pressure on him. He, he's either hitting the ball in, you know, hitting for eight winners, and he doesn't go back and play safe right, on shots. Right, right. He just hits out. He just plays his game within here. And so, you know, I, I, I look at uh, Beyond Ball. You know, Beyond is, you know, he had, he always had the French. He had Wimbledon. He'd go to the, go to the U.S. Open, and he'd get pipped at the post, you know, because he then says, well, I'm not going to Australia. So he doesn't have a record in Australia, and that you know it's a shame in a way. But he was just trying to win the Grand Slam, and and he, but he Tony, I mean uh, McEnroe, beat him over there a lot of times. In, in New York, you're talking. In New York, yeah. yeah. You mentioned uh, you know you, you mentioned Roach and, and Rosewall. Um, is Europe the new Australia? In the sense I, that you have this concentration, I, I, think, of, I think Serbia. Maybe it'd go go that closer in and call it Serbia with all those great players. But there's any number of guys coming out of you know Serbia with you know that some of them keep going, some the, some the of them got injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, where did they play? Where did they come from? Where did they get their tennis? And you know, it's uh, it you know it's just a. I think. I get the feeling sometimes it's champions breed champions. You know, the era when we were in with, you know, where you, where you can go back always to Quist and Bromwich and Hopman and, you know, you know that, that era. But then you come into the Sed Sedgmans and McGregors and Hartwigs and then into the Hoden Rose Wall. But they all had something in common. They all loved the game. But, you know, when you're away in a team of four or six people, you know, and you got Hoden Rose Wall, you know, in there, Cooper and Anderson, you know, it, <laughs> you can't get much better in practice. You and, say and, you all make each and, other better, don't you? And they, they all of a sudden, I said, well, God, how does he do that? So, you know, and, yeah, a lot of times I'd go and ask Lou Hode, you know, how do you get you to turn your shoulder and, you know, he said, yeah, make sure you just turn it a little bit more and, you know, that, that's, and I'm an 18-year-old kid trying to understand how to improve right so you know that that sort of thing happens and I think you know the, the Europeans are you know I wouldn't take it to Europe I think I'd, you'd go to a country as I mentioned Serbia right? it really strikes me you're really you, you feel like almost like a king or like a president part part of this part of this lineage you, you go I, from this you're giving one to this me a one. Head here. but, but it, I, I like this idea of uh you're you're part of this lineage, and, and you you know someone passed it on to you, and you pass and, and Roger and Nadal, yeah. you're all sort of in the same uh, yeah. president's club. Yeah, it, you know, it's yeah, you know, tennis is tennis is a great sport. It really has unbelievable opportunities. You know, I think you got a racket, and you end up in Europe somewhere. 
and it's like the IC clubs that we've gone to, the international club. I, I, I could go to France or I go to Germany and I look at the, the international club book and say, oh, here's Joe, I'll call Joe up and see if I can go get a chance to play somewhere. That's, that's, that's the camaraderie in tennis. International and you, and you language. And you don't even know that person. But because you're in the IC club, you know, that is one of the things that, not that you're supposed to do, but that you want to do. Because you're, you're representing, and you want them to see France. And say, so, you know, good luck. Let, let me ask you one, one more question about the Labor Cup. In, in, a, in a perfect world, your, your name is on this. Uh, what does this event become? Oh boy, I, I don't know what it's going to become. I think it, I think it depends a little bit on the players of today. If they'll ex- accept the fact that the Labour Cup is something that they would like to play in, you know, and you won't know that for the first probably five years, and then all of a sudden, you know, you'll feel that there's there's something that is going on now, and yeah, oh, the, the Ryder Cup. Well, the, yeah, well the, what did I say? So do you want to make this sort of the Ryder Cup? Oh, yeah. The well, Ryder yeah, Cup, the Ryder Cup concept is is what I think it could come to. Because, you know, it's going to be moved around every... every the right. win, you know, where, which This year is going to be in Prague. Next next year is going to be somewhere in England. Not England, in the U.S. In the U.S., right? Then yeah. back, to, back to Prague. And then, because of the rest of the world, this could be down at, in the Labour Stadium... You know, in Melbourne, in three or four years, and I think you know, and I think that the Tennis Australia is an investor in the operation, so is the U.S. And I think, I think, I, will, I think Wimbledon will find that the All England Club will want to get in the, in the middle of it, to because once they're in it, not not Wimbledon, but once once everybody is in, and you're not fighting, you know, every everything to get publicity, that you know the unit. Is a is a big unit for the Labour Cup, and so I, you know I think it'll be for me. I think it's going to be a you know, fantastic you know uh, program. I think this the scoring system is good. I think the the way that you got six players, you know like each six team sing, singles and doubles, and, like and you've got three singles and a doubles in the five sessions. And if you win on the first day, you get a point. But if you win on the second day, it's two points. The third day, you get three points. So the third day becomes actually more important than the first day. So, you know, that, that concept, I think, is good. The, the fact that they, if you're a set all in the singles or doubles, you, you play a third set 10-point tiebreaker for the, for the final. And so, you know, I think it's going to be quick. And, oh, I shouldn't say quick, but it's not going to be long lasting with matches that may go on three hours. No, no, no 16 14s in the fifth set. Right. And so I think, yeah, so you know, the public are going to see four matches, you know, with the best players in the world you know, each time and, the, and they're going to see a three hour or three or four hours of tennis and it's over. And I think that's, you know, you're not, it's not in a tournament concept where you you, you've got to watch him. No, I don't know. It's, right. it's over that night. Right. And, yeah. you'll, and you'll be there. And I certainly will be there. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what other players are going to come along as well. 
We'll, we'll see you there. Okay. Third week in September. <laughs> Third week in September. 22, 23, 24. <laughs> this was great. Okay. Thanks, uh, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. All right, that does it with uh, with Mr. Laver. Again, that uh, conversation came during Wimbledon, um, which uh, also is why some of you can probably hear some of the background noise. But I wanted to talk to him before the Laver Cup in advance of that event that's being played in his honor. And uh, you know, I, I think I think it's really nice. In some sports, often you hear uh, older players, a prominent older player, saying, "Oh, these these kids today, they don't even know who I am. They don't appreciate the history." Not so in tennis. Uh, whether it was John McEnroe, Pete Sampras after him, and now Federer Nadal, there is great reverence for uh, for Rod Laver, a real sense that uh, he's part of this this tennis lineage. And again, the Laver Cup will be September 22nd to 24th in Prague. Rod Laver will be there. Tennis Channel will be broadcasting it. Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal are among those who have already committed. Um, really, really nice to do this uh, with, with, again, one of the absolute towering figures of tennis, so thanks to uh, thanks to Mr. Laver for his time. Thanks to Jamie Lasanti, who's often mentioned in the same sentence as Rob Rod Laver. Uh, Jamie is our wonderful producer here. We will have a uh, new guest next week, perhaps previewing the U.S. Open. We've uh, been trying to talk to to a few players, and their scheduling and match times have complicated that. Thankfully, we have Tracy Austin waiting in the wings. That, of course assumes you'll honor her commitment, Tracy Austin, if you're listening. Uh, but anyway, keep the suggestions coming. They've, they've been great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rod Laver, terrific guest. We thank him. Thank you for listening. See you in seven days. Mm-hmm.